It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little bit about that which we love, corporate America, or really any organization you belong to. Our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity. Let's go. Okay, Kim, I'm excited about this topic. Okay, so I ran across this article, um, and it's, it's entitled, How to Tell if Your Leader is Ruining Employee Retention. Employee re- retention is something we've talked about quite, quite frequently. It has to do with culture, which we talk about quite a bit, mm-hmm. both on the air and off the air. <laughs> <laughs> off the air is not uh, PG rated, so... <laughs> Um, but you know, what drives retention? You know, is it, is it all the perks? Is it, uh, the work, you know, the workstations that maybe you have or the latest tablets that, you know, instead of having a desktop, everybody's got a tablet, you know, like some, some companies think about that, but if you boil it really down, it's really about the leaders. Yeah. And we've talked about bad managers. So I love this topic. Yep. So this article, it's, they say, is the, the flesh and blood humans in charge, leaders. That's what drives retention. Ooh, flesh and blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Hannibal Lechner there. <laughs> oh, <gross>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, this article says, you know, from managers to CEOs, the, the boss has a huge impact on retention. And... Um, it does say, you know, just to that point, like all the bells and whistles, all the, you know, gadgets or fun rooms or whatever you can have. The fun rooms. Well, ping pong <laughs> tables, bing bang, whatever. I don't know what that is. I'm telling you, I'm old school. I have a desk. I'm fun. Yay. Here's your desk and your pencil. All right. You'll be fine. Head down, pencil moving. I love it. Uh, but, you know, all that. All those things that companies have tried to put in mm-hmm. to help with retention, um, I think that they're finding really isn't what's driving the retention. It's not long term. Yeah, and and yes, it is. A, I think it is a selling point because that does say something about the leaders that they're willing to invest, invest and try these things. Mm-hmm. So I think it does say something about the leaders in, in trying to engage in retention, but it's not the only thing. It's how the leaders behave. Yeah. And like I'm on board. Like yes. we've said before, leadership is demonstrated, yeah. not announced. So um, this article goes on to talk about, you know, some of the basic facts. And it says, you know, we're social, we are social species. And we evolve from small tribal bands whose very survival depend upon good leaders. One mistake by a caveman in charge and were ripped apart by a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> Yikes. Truth. And, and that is true. I think in any organization, if you don't have a good leader, you f- fall apart. You know, the team falls apart. You don't deliver the results. Right. Okay, maybe you're not ripped apart but uh, by a saber-toothed yeah. tiger. But, but The proverbial right. saber-toothed tiger. Right, yeah. right. So they... um. It, it, this article says if there are 10 traits crop up in the answer, you've got leadership problems on your hands. So what it's really saying is, you know, if you have high re- turnover, yep. low retention, you, what's driving this? And you need to talk to the employees, not 
sit in your offices and your, you know, group think about, talk to the employees. Why, why are they leaving? Listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. And if they say, well, you know, I don't really, you know, cause we've discussed before number one reason why people leave companies is because they're managers, yep. right? Dig more on that. Yeah. And in a way in which they know you're listening and where they're comfortable telling, because I think so many companies do um, exit interviews yeah. or exit surveys or, yep. but, and I've been part of those organizations. I've been part of those HR organizations, but what do, what really happens with that data? Right. Little yeah. to nothing. Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, sometimes the exit interview is done by the very manager so oh, I mean, do you? True. Who's going to burn that bridge? Like, well, hey, manager, you really suck, so that's why I'm leaving. Yeah. No. People aren't going to do that. So I really think it should be done by HR, and it's not. Hey, just have the conversation and then go back to the manager and say, "Oh yeah, the employee didn't really like you." Yeah. Okay, that's not helpful. Figure out why the employees don't like this particular manager to either help coach this manager to become a better manager, or if they have a high enough attrition and it really is, maybe this isn't the right person to be leading. Right. Exactly. Find find a better fit of a position yeah. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the this article says that um, if any of these ten traits crop up, you've got leadership problems. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. It's one we've talked about numerous times. Not credible. Uh, yes. Um, it says, if a common reaction to leaders, uh, leader's directive is incredulity. Incredul- I, say- nope, I can't help you with that one. <laughs> uh, okay. Or a facepalm. And I was like, what is a facepalm? So I had to look that up. It didn't dawn on me, (laughs) like the palm to the forehead. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Forget about alignment, right? And it goes on to say, like, you know, it's the organization mission. It does the, if they're not credible, do they not believe in what they're talking about? Do they not have a mission that they're trying to come? All the things we've talked about in many other episodes. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, if you're hearing that, bell should be going off like you've got a significant yeah. problem yeah to me that's the one where it's like um they don't even know what we do yeah okay that's a problem <laughs> that's a big problem mm-hmm. yeah the next one yeah i like this one broness yo oh. bro hey bro so the old boys network is dead oh it's not so it says sexism <laughs> sexism is bad business from any standpoint. Yes. So what you know it's it what this is really saying is if you don't have diversity in thought and in 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 your popu- in your population of employees mm-hmm. it, it leads to absolutely not any good because if you then do bring in not a bro but you know like you start mixing in gender diversity it's going to be hard and it shouldn't be hard, but it's going to be hard on that person kind of coming in because of the old boy network. So let's just proclaim old boy network is dead. Should be dead. Oh my gosh. Do not revive it. No, don't even think about it. No, it's not an option. Right. 
That makes so many people. It even makes some bros uncomfortable. Yeah. When it's yeah. so obvious. Yep. That it's happening. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where, to your point, it's about diversity. Yep. So it's not necessarily men and women, but you know, sometimes there all are these different like cliques, for lack of a better word. Right. And if it is made up by one type of person, if you can sort of use a some sort of descriptor. Yeah. Everybody sees it. Everybody yeah. talks about it. It makes all kinds of people uncomfortable and unproductive and angry. Yeah. So it it, it's, it just kind of made me it made me think of something that I was uh, discussing with my nephew one time in um, El Capitan, as I'll refer to him right now. Um, you know, he's in the military, and he's a pilot. And I've said, you know, he's flying with women. Mm-hmm. There's women pilots. And I'm like, does that seem weird to you? And he's like, no. I'm like, really? And he goes, no, because, you know, I've had girls in my classes all the way through, you know, school, college, you know, the boot camp, you name it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this old boys network will soon be dead as the younger generations start growing and taking on bigger relation or bigger roles in in organizations because they've grown up with the gender diversity right and ethnic diversity as well mm-hmm. yeah it's been a little bit more uh, open and accepting yeah. of all kinds yeah than the older generation yeah because he doesn't know any different so it's not unusual to him which I was just absolutely thrilled to hear that right shocked. But a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. The next one um, is conservati- conservatism. Not politically, but creatively. Creativity. Cre- yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> creatively is the word I'm trying to say. I'll take creative. Obviously, I'm not going to go to the spelling bee competition because I can't read <laughs> the words. Okay. Anyway, uh, what this was talking about is... Um, Newer career people and earlier career people are looking for organizations that are looking for, that are doing things creatively mm-hmm. and not the old school way of, if it wasn't invented here, we're not doing it. They're looking for leaders. They're looking for managers that are open to new ideas. Yeah. And that, again, I go back to that diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. Innovation. Innovation, challenging the status quo. Right. Why can't we... Should we look at this? Mm-hmm. A risk taker. I mean, maybe a well-educated yeah. and thoughtful right. risk taker, but yeah. still willing to yep. get outside of yeah. the norm. Mm-hmm. The next one is uh, recklessness. You know, I'm going to pause you there. I So number one and two, I can totally identify with. Have you worked somewhere where you feel like they, they um, are a bit conservative in how they advance the company? Yes. You have? Yeah. And do you feel that it impacted retention? Did, like, did people talk about it? Like, why don't we try new things? Or, like... Yeah, we both worked at that company. Oh, we did? <laughs> oh, that one. Well, oh, yes. I mean, like, that was so obvious. I totally missed it. Okay. You're right. <laughs> like, it, they kind of stayed in, I'll say that proverbial swim lane. They yeah. weren't real curious to expand or think of innovative innovative ways in which their product 
could be used. Yeah, I completely, yep, you're right. I'm, I'm going back there now. Yes, I'm with you. And in fact, if you did have some sort of um, <clears throat> idea that stepped out of uh, yep. the comfort zone a little bit, oh gosh, you had to do uh, an entire uh, dissertation about why it would be good and a complete financial review of what it would mean and and all this so it was almost too painful to suggest ideas because of what you'd have to yeah. go through to yeah i'm with yeah. you yeah yeah and and if you think about that particular company there was a higher level of turnover there was and so that's so funny because i like i was blinded by the obviousness of that one <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is recklessness. It says also the opposite. So it says, granted, we want our leaders to reach for the stars, but there's the appeal of someone driven by ambition. It, then there's the terror struck by someone <laughs> clearly engaging in reckless at all cost behaviors that risk everything and everyone. Yeah. I worked at a, a financial company, um, a, a, a mutual funds company. Yeah. And the owner did some questionable trading. Hmm. So I'll call that reckless. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely not in the best interest of the company or the people yeah. that worked there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I think about this, I think about like, you know, you've got larger organizations. Everybody's kind of has their own department metrics or what they're going to be measured on mm -hmm. and, and rewarded on. And a lot of times they're conflicting yeah. mm -hmm. metrics, right? And who hasn't seen that leader like, I don't care what their department and you know the, that other persons are. I'm we we've got to accomplish ours, and they kind of don't care. They don't yeah. care like what collateral damage they've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the recklessness. And I mean, they they give the example of um, the Uber uh, CEO and some of the um, things that he's done as yeah. a leader that they regarded that as very reckless. Um. The next one, the fifth one, it says alienating the top ranks. Look around you. Are offices empty? And again, they kind of talk about Uber and um, the, the o o prior Uber CEO, founder, I think, um, that kind of the way he managed and are some of your high-level people leaving. It says in this article, it quoted that eight high-level people left in two months. That is, that's scary. Oh, yeah. And you think about any company and eight senior, well, it depends on how many senior leaders you have, but, you know, you think about a smaller company like an Uber, they probably don't have a hundred officers, right? Right, right. Um, so eight is probably the majority of their leadership team. That's... That's a, I mean, that's, I can't even imagine. That's astounding. So not even and as that, an employee to see it happen. Right. As an employee, just think about, you know, I mean, neither of us are at the officer level, but mm -hmm. just look where we're at mid-level, look around. And as you see, like the next layer up, if you see a lot of those folks leaving, mm -hmm. warning sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, the next one is inflexible. Excuse me. Go sneeze. Um, let's see. This says uh, Deloitte in twenty seventeen uh, millennial survey found strong connection between a culture of flexibility and employee retention. Okay. And we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the where that's gone 
you know, with remote workers yeah. and what it's provided to employees and mm-hmm. leaders. How do you, how do you navigate that? If you're inflexible, you're going to have a high turnover based upon what employees are asking for today. Yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about a company earlier today that, um, does not have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. And, um, you know, we liken them to being a little bit old school and how they, you know, are sort of setting up their culture of their company and they do have high turnover. Yeah. It's people will, I will take the job, but it definitely impedes the longevity. Yeah. It won't be a place where they have a career. Mm -hmm. It will be a job, a job and employment for them Mm -hmm. for right now. Until they they find that next. Until they find the right culture for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one uh, is called tone deaf. There's a difference between tough and tone deaf. Okay. So what happened um, recently, the, the quotes about, you know, what went on at United Airlines. And, and the example they gave is, I think back to maybe about a year ago when they pulled somebody off of a plane and yeah. the employees were praised for it. And mm-hmm. yeah. basically all society said no. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're talking about being tough versus tone deaf. Like you're tone deaf to what? Yeah. You're not hearing the bigger yeah impact. Yeah, because they We're, took a lot of flack for their policy, right? Like they actually had a policy that they stood behind, right? Yeah. When, when that yeah. all happened, I think yeah. they since changed it. Yeah. Because well, didn't the didn't the CEO go on like sixty minutes or you know some big news type of thing and to sort of save his reputation a little bit and the company's reputation to say. That they were, that they were changing. So yeah, it's, this has uh, um, he demonstrated re- uh, remarkable cluelessness that going that's going to cost the company as well as the employees. The health of the airline depends upon its customers. Yeah, yeah. So because he first came out and said, "Oh, great job! This is our policy," yep. and they did exactly what they were yep. supposed to. But then he went. He, I'm sure, their uh, public relations people got him on yeah. some national news thing to say. We, oh, we've changed our policy because we do value our customers. Right. Yep. And sometimes policies aren't the best policies. Yeah, right. Right. And you should be open to changing them yeah. and, and whatever. But yeah, you're like, right. He definitely did not understand or hear because it was like, it was va- so it was all over social media. Was, the whiplash of it. Yep. The He the, didn't hear it. He the didn't, backlash. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and they talk about, you know, being tough versus tone deaf. So... Tough, having expectations, mm-hmm. delivering results. That's okay. Holding people accountable. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Right? But doing something that is just wrong is tone deaf. Yeah, or just going down. It, it relates a little bit probably to a couple of the other things we talked yeah. about. You know. Yep. Yeah. Mm, tone deaf. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. So number eight is the leader with bad ideas. When a leader oh. will let go of a really bad idea. Yes. You know, there's uh, some companies that do st- stack rank- rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that was requiring a blood test what? before you were employed. Yes. Yep. There is a company that if you want to work there, 
uh, well, the last I heard, I don't know if they've updated their, their approach, but in order to be employed, you had to be willing to do a blood test. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, kind of dumb, but th- those are bad ideas. But you know, sometimes and who hasn't seen, those are pretty extreme, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, who hasn't been in the workplace the boss is like, well, I think we ought to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh boy, not that again. Or, yeah. hey, we've, we've tried that. Nope, nope, we're going to we're gonna charge ahead. We're going to... Mm-hmm. Who hasn't heard those types of... Oh, gosh. I So one example that comes to mind that just makes me cringe, um, and you may remember it. Uh, we So performance management um, put in a system to handle performance management from a paper, you know, kind of process, Mm -hmm. but in a system to handle performance management. And instead of thinking through what that process should look like or what's the best way to handle it, they said, take our paper process and put it in a system. Well, that doesn't always work because now we're working within a system and what we did on paper Mm -hmm. doesn't translate very well. And so, of course, go through one year of performance reviews, which was a nightmare, Mm -hmm. only to then pull the system. Because it was the system's fault. Yeah, of course. So many bad ideas yeah. in that whole string of things. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, interesting thing is, is um, around this, like, you don't lose talent. You use, lose perspective on um, the employees coming back. So this was talking about bad ideas. Again, like not rehiring former employees. Oh. <laughs> Oh gosh! Would you, what about I was going to say? What about the old uh, "this person's going to retire, but we hire them as a contractor"? Yeah, that's yeah. So what's interesting though about a lot of leaders don't want to rehire people. It's, it's this article says seventy six percent of HR pros see the value in hiring back boomer as they call them, boomerang employees. Interestingly, even more so. I would like a lot of qualifications around that. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes on to say, and nearly half of millennials consider returning to their former employees. So I work in a company right now that we see this, uh, not real frequently, but frequently. They'll leave, go to the competition, or go to another company. And go, the grass isn't greener. And they're like, oh, it's so much better. You know, the tools or the processes or the pay or the culture or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually come back. So it's kind of interesting. Okay, so have you worked with people who have left and come back? Yes. I'm trying to quickly. I, I've missed the obvious one earlier, so I'm trying to quickly go back and see if I have. Tell me what did, how did it go? How how did it work? So I've was seen, it a bad idea? So I think uh I've seen both. Okay. I, some have come back, they're reinvigorated, realized the grass isn't greener mm-hmm. somewhere else. Um like we've both said, it's kind of the same stuff, just different letterhead. Yeah. Right? But they're comfortable. They know how to navigate, they yeah. know the people, and they they left and they come back and they're happier employees because they're like, okay, I've seen, I've seen other places. It's not, mm-hmm. 
you know, kind of all the same. I've seen others come back and kind of get right back into complacency and complaining about the company. And well, it wasn't like this at the other place when I, well, then why did you come back? Right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, hmm, it's time for you to leave. I, I, those, the, the, I've seen a few of those mm -hmm. the, uh, come back and they're, become quickly unhappy again. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as you were talking, um, I don't know if it was the uh, words you were using about starting to complain about the same things and whatever. Yeah. I did work with somebody yep. who, that where that happened. And at first it was like they came back and they came back at a higher position. You know, they were, mm -hmm. you know, they went somewhere else, got a whatever title, came back, yep. got a higher title. So would they have been promoted to that position before? I don't know. But they came back at this higher title. And there was a bit of a, at first, like you're saying, I'm really excited to be back and I'm excited for this new role mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. But all those things that led you to leave before are still sort of there. It's yeah. in the culture. It's in the DNA. And so it did turn back into yep. uh, sort of that, like, downer mm -hmm. uh, again. Yeah. That is, you know, I that, that could fall into definitely the... Bad ideas category. Yeah. Yep. So they added uh, two last points. Nine, bad leader is um, that that creates the retention is um, a boss who spins everything. Oh gosh, is this the um, the buzzword boss? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, our profits aren't where they're, you know, our numbers aren't right where they are, but hey, look, we're going to do bleat, deet, and, you know, A, B, and C, mm -hmm. and hey, rah, rah, mm -hmm. and up, bleat, and, you know, but the, no, we didn't make our numbers, so let's figure out what our plan is going forward, right? right. Mm -hmm. Versus trying to spin it like, well, the market's down this year, and, you know, the sales force, we changed our incentive program, so therefore, but, really. Right. Let's talk about the problem, the root cause, and let's... Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then the, the last one that they talk about is the passive aggressive boss who's over controlling, withholding, and pits employees against each other. Oh, gosh. You ever seen that? Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do tell. I mean, I mean, where do I start? Yes. And the pitting against each other, that drives me crazy crazy. The example I'll give you is I had this boss who created sort of this weird pitting against each other by developing very unique and individual relationships with all of uh, the direct reports. And so what that turned into is whenever there was, I'm in a meeting with another one of the direct reports, it turns into, oh, well, I'll, you know what? I'll talk to our boss about that. Oh no. Okay. No, no problem. I'll talk to our boss about that. No, no, no. We're here. We're talking about. It. Let's make a decision. If we need to propose something to her, to you know, to get an yeah. approval or whatnot, whatever, then let's do that. Yeah. But this whole like, oh well, like almost like a high school popularity contest. Like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll go talk yeah. to her. I'll take, yeah. I'll take care of it. So I'll go talk to her. And so I, at some point, like I got so tired of it, I did go to her and say, "Why is it that whenever I'm in a meeting with one of the, your other director reports, we can't make a decision?" Without somebody saying, oh, well, I'll talk to her about it. 
do you need to be involved in all of our decisions? Do you want to be involved? Because maybe I'm not understanding how we should do this. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, you guys can make decisions. Just, you know, keep me informed. So you felt empowered. They didn't understand that they were empowered. Right. And so or said, they were trying to. Yeah. So I said, can you tell them that? Yeah. And so she's like, oh, yes, of course. Mm. Right. So we're having this great conversation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So I'm in a meeting shortly thereafter. Same thing. So when next time we have our meeting where all of us are in the same room, I say, oh, hey, boss. Remember I brought up this notion of us making decisions without you? Are you okay with that? Could you talk to all of us? Like, because clearly you didn't convey the same message. Yeah. Because yep. you're a pastor. Yeah. You're yep. trying to be nice to me in my face. Yep. That's saying, yeah, doing something so, different. So that's just one example. I could come up with a lot of them. Yeah. Too. Yep. So those are the uh, top 10 things to tell if your leader is ruining your employee retention. I, do you know what? I believe it. I believe all, all of those 10 things. Yeah. Yep. Those are good themes. Some of them, I think, yeah. overlap a little bit, so it yeah. could probably be reduced a little bit still. Yeah. So should we state the obvious? Let's state the obvious. Um, so we talked about these things about leaders. So if you're recognizing these things, so we talked about credibility, um, the the broness, the clickiness, um, the old boys club type of thing, Um and, and not allowing innovation and, and creative options coming in, being reckless. So those, mm -hmm. to me, are opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Alienating your other leaders, being inflexible, tone deaf, supporting bad ideas. Yeah. I mean, these seem really obvious. Um, but if you're seeing these things happen, maybe you should try to um, change what you can change. So how do you s start maybe doing these things? Well... Talk to maybe your manager. Talk to HR. How do you start changing that culture? Because if you're seeing these things, other people are. And you're probably yeah. having some unproductive time right. talking about right. all of these things going on. Yeah. Um, and so if you're seeing these, then you know probably in your organization that there's turnover because of this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would encourage everybody I would say my approach in some of these situations was I was just going to wait till that leader left because I sort of felt I would outlast him, but probably not my best choice. Um, right. But do what you can. Be, be positive and be professional to try to make that change happen. Yeah. And along that line, don't you owe it to your company to try to make a positive impact to... It's not a matter of... Um, saying to HR and to the boss, to your boss or this other leader's boss, mm -hmm. like, oh, this person's really bad. Blah. But isn't it your responsibility, our responsibility as employees to try to make it in better? Yeah. I worked with someone once who we were complaining uh, about probably yeah. one of these types of things. And finally she said, you know what? We need to snap out of it. Are we part of the problem or are we part of the solution? Be part of the solution. And... I didn't really want to hear it that day, but then I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. We need to be part of the solution. How do we, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So the bottom line of state the obvious is don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Yeah. Don't be uh, contributing or one of these or yeah. stand for yeah. these. Okay. All right.
So I think that's a wrap. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and our veterans, especially El Capitan, who I referenced in this episode. And stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.